0: Every person's life gives off some kind of sound or plays some kind of music to the people around them. And so the question is, what, what kind of music, what kind of sound is your life making? And so today we're going to be looking in John chapter 15. So if you have your Bible, we'll look in John chapter 15. We'll start in verse number 1 in just a few moments. But today, we believe this, or I believe this, one of the, one of the songs that should be playing on the soundtrack of your life is productivity. Uh, I believe that whenever a person is a follower of Jesus, whenever their life is connected to him, then there are going to be things that, that their lives just naturally produce. Uh, now, my, my fear is that, that too many times when we think about what it means to be a Christian, it basically comes down to, you know, well, I, I think this or I believe this, and then that's about it. Now, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm very much, I'm, I'm very supportive of the things that we believe. I think we need to teach doctrine. I think that, that we need to know what we're talking about concerning our faith. But I believe the greatest indicator of a person's walk with Jesus is what they produce in their life. And, uh, yeah, that's just a, it's kind of a question that I've always had since I've been young. And it's, it's the question of, what does it exactly, what does it mean to be a Christian? You know, what does your life look like if you are a follower of Christ? You know, not just that I say I am a Christian, therefore I am a Christian, but if I'm a follower of Jesus, is there anything that ought to be coming out of my life? Now, now Jesus said that, that there should be some things coming out of your life. I mean, he said in Matthew seven 16, you'll recognize them by their fruit. Now, that's pretty common sense stuff. I mean, you know, I'm not a... I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but I know this, I know that whenever I walk by a tree and if I see like an apple hanging off of it, I'm able to deduce that is an apple tree. Now, it takes a lot of brains to do that, but you know how I know that? Because of the fruit, because the fruit that's hanging off the tree. Now, I believe the same thing is true with those of us who are followers of Jesus, that whenever people look into our lives, they ought to be able to see what we're producing in our lives. And as they look at us, they ought to be able to say, well, by the way that he lives, what he's producing in his life, I can look at that person and say, that is a person who is a follower of Jesus. Now, my fear, though, is that many times we just kind of get caught up in saying, well, I think this or I believe this, therefore it is. It's almost like we, we live in like this virtual reality kind of a world where we think virtual reality is really reality. Now, I, I don't know how many of y'all have ever seen those people with those virtual reality goggles on. Any of y'all ever seen that before? You know, they go on roller coaster rides and they'll wear them and they'll talk about how, how much fun it was. Um, I've, I've got virtual reality on my phone I don't know how to do anything on a phone except for make phone calls. And then I also have this really cool golf game on my phone. And, uh, y'all, let me tell you something. I'm good. I'm real good at uh, golf. I'm good at golf on my phone. I, I think I could I have a chance to probably win the Masters this coming year uh, on the phone. Now, the problem is it's not real. Now, I'm good on the phone, and then I'll get all jacked up and excited about it. I was like, man, I need to go play some golf. And I'll go out with some guys from church and it doesn't translate very well for me. Uh, it doesn't translate from my phone to the course. Now, why is that? Well, it's because that's virtual reality. Well, instead of us being virtual reality Christians, my hope is that we will be legitimate people who are producing Christians. And so that's why we're going to look in John chapter 15, and we're going to look in the first eight verses. And what we're going to see is Jesus tells this story about a vineyard, about, a gra- about grapevines, and he, he, does, he draws a correlation between that and, and people. He says, if you are connected to me, then you are going to produce some things in your life. And so I just very briefly want us to take a look at what Jesus had to say about Christians and Christians being productive. And he starts off this story by talking about a vineyard, which made a whole lot of sense to the people living in Israel, because the climate is perfect for vineyards. I mean, they have grape vines all over the place there. They're able to, to grow, grow a lot of grapes over in Israel. So the people would have known what Jesus was talking about. But Jesus said, for those grapes to grow, for them to be productive, there's some things that they have to be connected to for it to happen. And that's true spiritually as well. If we are going to produce as believers and produce a life that honors Jesus, there are some connections that we need to have in our lives as well. So, so what kind of connections do we need to have in order to be productive as believers? Well, first of all, we have to be connected to the vine. We have to be connected to the vine. And if you look in verse number 1, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the, uh, the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, He removes And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So if you go back to the very first verse, Jesus said, I am the vine. Now let me ask you all a question. I'm not not a horticulturalist or anything like that. But what is the purpose of a vine? What does a vine do for a plant? Anybody know? I've already told you I'm not a horticulturist, so if none of y'all are, then we're just going to pack it up and leave now because I'm done. Okay, here, a vine nourishes the rest of the plant, right? I mean, so if, if, if a plant is going to produce fruit, then it has to be connected to the vine because it's the vine that gives life. So that's why Jesus said, that's why it's important that Jesus said, I am the true vine. And what he was letting people know, is that listen, if you want to have life, and if you want to produce in life, and you want to matter in life for, for eternal things, said, so then you better make sure that you are attached to me because I'm the only one who actually gives life. Now, some of us are attached to, to things that we think are the vine, that we think is going to be productive for us. If, I, if I'm attached to making more money, or if I'm attached to my job, or if I'm attached to material things, or I'm attached to power, then I'm really going to be productive in life. Let me tell you something. In the end, you're still going to have a huge gaping hole in your life because you're not going to find satisfaction there. Jesus said, I am the true vine. That word true, it means the original. So that means everything else is a copy. Jesus said, you're not going to find life in anything except for in me. That's why he said in John 10.10, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So if you are connected to the vine, you're going to produce. Now you might say, well, what am I going to produce? You're going to produce the fruit of the vine that you're attached to. Now, Now what kind of fruit... Does a person who's a follower of Jesus, what do they produce? Well, we're told in Scripture that we produce a lot of different things. But before we get there, Jesus said, if you want to produce, though, make sure you are connected to me. Now, here's the question I have. How do we actually connect to Jesus? You know, we live in South Carolina. You talk to somebody just in general, and it's changing a little bit. But you talk to people in general, hey, are you, are you a Christian? You believe in Jesus? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely I do. And then they go out and rob a bank, and you're like, well, that's kind of weird. Uh, So so we we just say a whole lot of stuff. We live in the Bible belt. Everybody believes. But but if I do, then should that have some ramifications for the way that I live? Well, yeah. So so then how do I get connected to Jesus? Well, we're told in Romans 10.9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you'll be saved. Now, when you do that, then you are attached to the vine and God's power begins to flow into you and it begins to change your life. 2 Corinthians 5:17 says therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creation the old has gone behold the new has come. So when you connect yourself to Jesus then he begins to work in you and he changes you. Now the question is have you reached out for Jesus? You know are you are you connected to him? You know, I like, like the story about a, a boy who was walking with his dad They had a farm, and they were walking through a field, and the boy was probably about four years old, and he was trying to kind of have his own independence and stuff, but as he'd walk, he'd kind of get caught up and get his foot caught up in like a, a hoof print or you know, wherever they had planted, there were some of those uh, ditches, and the boy would trip and fall, and so he began to grab onto his dad's finger. And he'd walk, he'd grab onto it, and then uh, the boy would trip and fall, and the dad would reach down and pick him up. Finally, the boy got tired of falling down, and he looked at his dad and said, Hey, Dad, he said, instead of me holding on to you, why don't you hold on to me? And so the dad reached down and grabbed his hand as they walked along. That boy, he'd still trip, but because his dad was hanging on to him, he never hit the ground. Now, that, that's what it is for us when we follow Jesus. You see, whenever we follow Jesus, we entrust ourselves to him. We say, Jesus, I can't do this life on my own. I need to be connected to you, but I need you to hang on to me. And as he hangs on to you, you, you're still going to screw up and mess up, I promise you. But you're not going to hit the ground because you are connected to the vine. And so what I see is that if we're going to be productive, then there's a connection that we have to have, and that is we have to be connected to the vine. But we also are going, if we're going to be productive, we want to be connected to the vine so that we can bear fruit. In verse number 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me and if anyone does not remain in me he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers they gather them throw them into the fire and they are burned now if you are connected to the vine if you submitted yourself to Jesus then then other people are going to be able to identify that by the way that you live. They're going to be able to look into your life and see what your life is producing. So, you know, like I said earlier, if you have a tree and the apples are coming off of it, you're going to say, well, that's an apple tree. Now, if you look at a believer and see the way that he lives and he's producing some of the fruit the Bible talks about, you're saying, well, there's a pretty good chance he's a follower of Jesus. Now, anyway, I said, well, what, what fruit are we going to have in our lives? Well, we're told in Galatians 5, and 23, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, you can't produce those kinds of things in your life unless you are connected to Jesus. Now, I think there are some of us, and we think, you know, I would like to know if I'm really a follower of Jesus. How can I know? Real simple look to see what kind of fruit is coming out of your life. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 mentions nine things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You can go through the whole list there. Let me tell you something. If you are not producing any of those things in your life, did you know there's a pretty good chance that you're not connected to the vine? You see, if you're not connected to Jesus, then you're not going to produce fruit. That's why I think it's important that we pay attention to that very next verse. If you look in verse number six, it says, all the branches that are not producing, if you look at verse six, what do they do with those branches? Yeah, they they gather them up and they burn them because Jesus said they're useless. Now he's metaphorically speaking here. Jesus isn't just talking about the grapevines; he's saying people. As if if you're not producing fruit, then whenever we stand before God, there's going to be a day when God's going to take those branches that have not produced, that are not giving out any fruit that comes from God and he's going to, they're going to be gathered over, and they're going to be eternally separated from God in a place called hell. Now, if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what's going to. Now, here's what I know. Every time I come to the church, does not mean, and every time I read the Bible, does not mean that I'm going to read the Bible and always come away with a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, but the Bible gives us some serious warnings. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I, I have a relationship with Jesus, but man, I feel distant from him. And I'm not producing a whole lot of that fruit in my life. Does, it, does that mean that, that I don't belong to Him? And I don't want you to leave here today doubting, but I do think it's interesting that if we have questions, you know, I look at, the, I, I look at those nine fruits of the Spirit, y'all, I, I, I do pretty good on about like two of them. And I'm like, what is up with that? I'm struggling. God, does that, does that mean I, I don't have all of those always displayed in my life? What does that mean? Well, I think it's interesting that Jesus told a story. Used a story of about grapevines. Did you know grapevines and vineyards they, they are notorious for not producing grapes. Isn't that interesting? Grapevines don't always produce grapes. You know why? Because they grow what are known as sucker shoots, and so it's just a real real the vines that get really leafy and uh, they instead of producing fruit they grow a lot of leaves and they they end up sucking up all the nourishment from the vine and they keep it away from the fruit not only that because there's so many because there's so many leaves they end up keeping the light out from touching the grapes so you know what has to happen the grape farmer that's what i call him has to come along with his pruning shears and he's got to cut away all the sucker shoots so that the plant can receive light, and so that the fruit can receive the nourishment. OK, so here's how this applies for us. Here's what I really believe. I believe a lot of us as believers have a whole lot of sucker shoots in our lives that are choking out, that are choking out the life, the life-giving force of God from getting to the fruit that we ought to be producing in our lives. You know, like what? Oh, for some of us, anger, you know, we've just allowed anger to grow into our lives where it begins to suck up all the nourish from, nourishment from God, it keeps the light of God away from us and we're not producing fruit like we should. For others of us, it can be some pretty good things, you know, we're spending time doing things that are, that are fun but at the expense of serving and worshiping God. And you can go on and on about a lot of different things that can hinder you in your walk with God. So, well, then, what then? What needs to happen for me to be able to grow and produce fruit, guys? Let me tell you something. What needs to happen is we need to, we need to have God come in and cut some of that stuff back in our lives. Now, I'm sure that the that the grapevines, whenever they saw the the vine dresser coming with the shears, I'm sure they weren't like, "Yay, this is going to be so fun." You know, they prefer not. I don't know about y'all. I don't prefer to be cut. But if I'm going to be productive. And I'm going to see God working in my life. There are some things in my life that I need to let go of so that God can do a work in me and make me productive for Him. Jesus said about the church in Ephesians 5, 26 and 27, He said He would sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that He might present to Himself the church in all her glory, having not spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and blameless, now, God wants us to be connected to Him so that He can nourish us so that we will produce fruit for Him. Now, why, was, why does He want us to do that? Well, ultimately, it's because of this. Because He wants us to use the fruit that we produce to connect to other people. Now, this is the final verse that I read. In verse number 8, it says, My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit. And, and this is interesting and prove to be my disciples now why do you think a vineyard owner wants his grapes to grow well if he's you know if he's doing it for a living you know he needs the fruit in order to be able to sell it he wants to make stuff out of it you know what are some what are some things that you can make out of grapes my daughter's up here making fun of me right now because I've screwed up in the first service. What, what's some stuff you can make out of grapes? Okay, all you, all you people talking about wine. What in the world? All right, yeah, so you can, you can make wine with grapes. What, what else can you make with grapes? You can make uh, jelly. You can make, you can make grape paste. I said you can make paste in the first service. I couldn't think of anything. I'm sure that's really popular. Uh, you can make, uh, you know, you can, I don't know what else you can make. Raisins? Right, so there's a lot of different things that you can, that you can make with uh, with grapes. So those things are all good, but you don't just simply make those things to keep them to yourself. Uh, you make those things so that you can so you can share them with other people, right? I mean, if you're in the business, you want you want to be able to make stuff so that you can get it out to other people. I believe God is the same way. God wants your life and my life and the life of this church to be productive for Him, so that other people will see what we're producing and they'll say, "I, mean, I want some of that." Because God desires people to know Him. Because He transforms lives. He gives hope and meaning. He promises life eternal. Jesus said in Matthew five fourteen through 16, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a ball. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father, In heaven. You see, we want to share our lives with other people so that they will be pointed to Jesus. And whenever people see the fruit that you produce in their life, they'll look at that and think, I I want that. I want what that person has. You know, in the Bible, it tells us the kinds of fruit that we're to produce. Galatians five says we're supposed to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Philippians 1.11 says that we are to produce, or we're to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says the fruit of our lips is to confess Jesus Christ, that others might hear about Him. Uh, my wife Emily makes she makes really good desserts, and my, the favorite my favorite dessert that she makes is red velvet cake. I don't know if y'all like red, if you don't like red velvet cake, if you had my wife's, you'd start liking it. And I this, and I can tell you the secret, the reason why. It's because of her icing. Um, she uses cream cheese. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like my mouth is watering right now. We're getting close to lunch. You see, cream cheese icing, it is phenomenal. You could stick it on like a piece of bark, and that it's going to be the best bark you ever ate. And so it is so good. Now, because it's so good, now, I don't like to share a whole lot. Now, and here's the thing, too, is, uh, and of course, y'all, I, I'm a diabetic, and so that's not, like, the best thing for me to eat. And so here's why, this is why I'm going out, y'all. On my birthday, when I get, hopefully, I'll get to be really old, and I'm, whenever I'm just tired, I'm just going to get a big red velvet cake, and I'm going to eat the entire thing and then just die. And it's going to be, it's going to be great. Uh, so, but whenever something is that good, one thing I want to do, I, I want to share it. Say, hey, man, this case's game, this good. you got to have a piece of this. Because, I mean, if you taste it, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, my, my dad used to always say, it may, it'll make a mad dog by this chain. I mean, it's so good. You know, we ought to be like that with Jesus. That Jesus has touched my life, and he has changed me and given me hope so much that you've got to have some of Jesus because he'll change you. Now, that is the point that Jesus is trying to get across here. He so said, listen, you, if you're going to be a follower of me, he said, you will be productive. Because if you're attached to me, the vine, he said, then I'm going to work my power into you. And you're going to begin to produce the things of God in your life. And whenever that happens, people are going to look at you and say, what is it? How do you have hope? You know how even whenever, whenever you are filled, when your body is filled with disease, how is it that you have hope for future? When, whenever you have family members who are ungodly, and yet you still have joy, how is that possible? Because we have hope. Because we serve a God who is living, We serve a God who is eternal and who can take the brokenness of man and mend him. So if we're believers, what does it mean for us? Guys, let me tell you something. It means productivity. It means that we don't just talk about faith. We don't just say, yeah, I go to church. People look into our lives and they see that Jesus matters to us. And that he has transformed our hearts. I I really believe, I believe a lot of us, we are not producing anything because we're not attached to the vine. In verse number five, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So then how do we get attached to the vine? Well, the really good thing is it's not not rocket science. It's not hard. You call out to Jesus. You say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe in you. And so what I'd like for us to do is we're just going to close the service in this way. If you, if you close your eyes and bow your heads. might be some of you. You just simply need to call out to God and do that. Say, Lord, uh, I, I want to be connected to you. And so, Lord, I ask you for, to forgive me my sins. I turn away from my sins. And, Jesus, I, 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 I just want to confess that I believe that you lived and that you died and that you rose from the grave. And I am trusting you right now to make me right with you. Now, if you did that or prayed that, I, I want to encourage you to take your bulletin and, and you can open it up and fill out that contact form in there and just you know, check that line. It says, I commit my life to Christ. And you can tear it out. And as you leave today, we'll have ushers holding baskets. You can drop that in there. And they will just give us a chance to get you some stuff in the mail about growing in a walk with Christ. And it could be there are others of you here today and, and you just maybe have just grown stagnant in your walk with God. And I think one of, the, one of the greatest things that you can do to kind of move you out of that stagnant walk with God is to serve. It's to go out and to be with people. And at Village Church, the way that we do that, we do it through our C4 ministry. And we said as a church, the way that we are going to engage culture here is on our campuses, in our community care ministry and our civic responsibilities and we have a uh, 4 brochures right outside and and I'll just encourage you, you can go and pick one of those up and say you know I I need to find an area where I'm going to serve, I'm going to pick one of the C's where I'm going to serve because I want to be productive I want people to see Jesus through me and so I'll just direct you into that area because one The songs that ought to be playing in every believer's life is a song of productivity. God has made you to serve. He's made you to make a difference. He's made you to be a reflection of Him. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your grace. God, I pray that as we sing this last song, God, that it will be... It'll be a song of praise and worship because, God, when you move in our lives, God, you transform people. And I pray these things in Christ's name.